Hi there, I'm Tony Reese, and welcome to another episode of Humanize Profit. And I am joined by Craig Poole and Dan Hoke today. Thank you guys for being here. Hey, Tony. It's going to be a good one. This is a really interesting topic. Craig, the mission of the Doubletree has always been to help the community. And you've been working with homeless for many, many, many years. Right. And you've been talking about how in eviction has become almost like a new pandemic. What are you seeing? Yeah, well, thanks for letting me talk about it today on the show because I wanted to make people aware of people that you're running into or your businesses, what's going on. I have the fortunate place that I say I sit on the curb, I sit on the dirt at the bottom and I work with people that have had a rough life and I work with people that have been marginalized and forgotten. And I like to think that one of my positions in life has been the voice for these people. And recently, what I'm noticing, and I'm sharing what, if I'm noticing it's going on everywhere, there where the communities are less fortunate than a major suburb somewhere with cash, but it's a poor city with poor people that work hard and are good people. But what we're experiencing at the hotel, <clears throat> and more than one or two or three, are people, what's going on is houses, and everybody knows in your neighborhood, wherever you are in the United States or wherever, there's a shortage, and people are selling them for a lot more money, and good for them. But in this city, a lot of the homes were bought years ago by people that are a little dubious, maybe, they're they bought them for a profit out of landlords that live in other cities, landlords that just bought a piece of property to rent to poorer people. And they've always been taken advantage of through another system, but it's not about that today. This is about they're now selling those homes that they owned. And people were in the department, like in Reading, PA, which is was the second poorest city with the second highest crime crime rate of 100,000 people live in Re in Reading. 78%, I believe, are Latino. So these people have are hard workers and good people with good souls and good hearts. And they've been renting these apartments for years for $400 or $600 a month for uh, two-bedroom apartments. But now these houses are being sold of a $20,000 or $30,000 house two years ago is they're being sold for a hundred or 120,000 today. And as soon as they sell these houses to a new owner, there's an eviction sign on the door of the people that are renting that, uh, that house or that apartment. And they have a 30 day notice to leave because they're, these are quick sales. And what we're seeing here is a, a many people that are getting evicted. People that have worked all the way through the pandemic, these were people that worked. They didn't live off of the government. They actually had a job. They worked with us full time. And all of a sudden, they're getting an eviction. And they have 30 days. They have nowhere to go. So they're out looking for apartments. And in the process of that, the apartments now are 1100 to $1,500 for the same exact apartment. And, there's not, and there aren't any because there's a 
there's too much demand and not enough supply. And these are people with children, a lot of them mothers with no husband, working hard every day, taking their kids to school every day, being great citizens, paying taxes, and now they're on the street. Now, fortunately for them and fortunately for us, we have a hotel with space. So we're able to put them up for a while to help them resolve this because they can't buy a house in 30 days. So I don't know what would happen if we weren't here. And I, and I worry, and that's one of the reasons I want to do this podcast today. I worry about all the people that don't have a hotel like I have or don't have a heart like we have. And what happens to all the displacement of these people that are now homeless? And I'm just experiencing from the root level right here, but it's a lot, a lot more than I ever imagined and a lot more I've ever seen in my life in working in inner cities. And what's going to happen to them? Where are they going to go? We have a girl that's been here three months, and the, 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 bidding, the bidding on an apartment is almost like the bidding on a house now. And the people and the landlords want two months, three months up front. So these people that have jobs that, and, and hourly jobs on the, and we pay uh, prevailing wage at the Doubletree or more, but they can't afford $4,000, $5,000 deposit and then a $1,400 a month rent plus utilities in a, in a building that doesn't have great uh, insulation in a building that has old wiring and old sewage lines. and Right. It's, let, not, it's not like they're coming in and doing major improvements to these no. properties. No. Just, it's just greed controlling what's happening. It's greed controlling greed. Yeah, it is. And it's, there's no compassion for the people. I understand people need to make money. But in the meantime, these people are stuck. And it's, it's a lot. And there's more and more and more people every day that are getting their 30-day notice and being put in the street. And I saw the use of this podcast today with Tony. I said, this is more of a public service announcement mm-hmm. where we would like people to be aware this is going on. What can you do about it? Well, one, pray. <laughs> Two, be aware. Be aware when you're walking down the street or you're in a store or a Walmart or wherever you're at shopping, that some of these mothers are, they're not on the verge of being homeless. They are homeless and they have children and they don't, they don't deserve to be on the street. They're caught in whatever is going on in the world. And I don't know how to solve it except to say, uh, get on a, the air like this and use a a podcast is a mercy operating system to say, this have empathy for people, this be aware that they're out there. Um, if you have, if you're a hotel and you have a facility, uh, be aware of your employees in your own hotel, in your own business. If you have space and you're not full capacity, you know, then use it the best of your ability and try to take care of the people that work with you. That's what we do. It doesn't cost anything to put people up mm-hmm. a, a day. Um, and it saves their lives. It saves their self-esteem and the respect. And it gives them a chance to make sound decisions. Because one of the problems with poverty is bad decisions. So if we take them in, if you're in a, a hotel, you're, uh, be aware. Look around your hotel. 
talk to the people there, see who is there, uh, who, who is in need of help. You know, we have a, an operation where people are very transparent. They come to us like a, it's a family-operated business. And so we're aware of what's going on. You might not be aware of what's going on. What I ask you to do is get out of your office, ask a couple questions, and look at people. You can see by their actions, you know, if you've been on the street and you're, you have three kids and they're not going to school and you have a job and you're struggling and now you're trying to get two jobs and struggle even more and you leave your kids without parents even longer, to be, be aware and maybe you can help them for a short time. If all of us help, if every hotel in the country would help one family, I'm sure we could solve a lot of problems. Um, I can't, I don't run your business, but I do speak for the forgotten and the lost and the marginalized and that they need help. Uh, We've been blessed with hotels and we should not close the doors on our own people for, for greed either. I mean, they've already been greeted out of a hotel or a, a, a evicted out of a, uh, their home. Now they're going to probably lose their jobs because of that, but at least be aware and be and be have empathy. This is going on. I I know, and unfortunately, I don't know. I don't have the crystal ball, but I believe in all my heart this is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we have to get our arms around it to figure out how to help them temporarily, as they as we process and get to how, when this thing explodes in all of our faces. What are we going to do? But these are good people. Um, and that's how we take care of the people here. Um, and that's what I would ask other people to follow us and to take care of a family here, take care of two families. It's not the end of the world. You're not sacrificing anything. If, it's, if the room is empty, let them stay in a, in a room. My gosh. These are people that have worked so hard to get out of the cycle of poverty, to get out of the state system, to make a wage and be proud to come to work, a safe place to work. And this is forcing or could force them right back into a bad situation oh. and take them backwards, which, by the way, will take your business backwards. Absolutely. Yeah, great point, Dan. So in Hilton, we say we're the light and the warmth of hospitality. These people are being taken out of their rooms with their kids, taken out of their apartments. They're trying to save them money. We can be... One thing that we have that nobody has is we have the resources to do it. We have the space. We have food and beverage. We have, you can produce a free, healthy meal for the kids. Uh, They're not taking advantage of you. The world has taken advantage of them. And I would really put that to your heart. They've already been taken advantage of. These are real live people, our friends, our reputations. Be the light that they come to and be the warmth that they can stay in. It's a good process. So Craig, a lot of most of what you've spoken about is out of their control. It is what's happening to them because of what's happening around here, right? Right. Tony, they come home and there's a notes slashed on their door they have 30 days to be evicted so that's out of their their control and i would encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast if you have any ideas to combat this issue to put your heads together and contact us 
Right, and we right. maybe we can put something together to do so. Think, but think about what resources you have right. that you could put on the table to help these people, because certainly, by far, you may have more than they do. Right. But there's other resources that you are also providing to some of these people that may be able to help them get a home and so forth, like teaching them about credit scores and, and right. so forth. Those are tools that you are also providing that doesn't help them with things out of their influence, but it may help them when they get there. Right. Before this pandemic, we were teaching financial awareness. And our mission of the hotel was to build a community with 700 credit scores. Because when you have a 700 credit score, you have less crime, you have less divorces, kids graduate from college, and it's a matter of a credit score. So that's what we work on. We work on their finances. We pay them so they can get to that level. We try to pay the best we can to take them out of the system so they can be independent. We um, help get them homes, and we help furnish their homes. Some, Some we do through the hotel, some we do through other organizations, some from my family. But we try to take care of people and get them into houses I work with Habitat for Humanity, which is a wonderful operation. That the, They don't build high-end condos. They build livable wage houses where people own and they're not going to get evicted. But this eviction process has been something we've been working on a long time. It never occurred to me that while we were working on it that this pandemic was going to drive the eviction process 10 times, 100 times what it was. And now with the prices of apartments going doubling and tripling, uh, it's, it's worse. We, we had a girl, we have a girl here who had a miscarriage. She's probably 35 years old, maybe, maybe 30. She went to the hospital. It was a bad situation. She came out, and the first, the, as soon as she came out of the hospital, that same day she got a 30-day a notice to get out of her apartment she had 30 days and she has a daughter that's probably six or seven going to school so i and she didn't know what to do and i said i said stay here we'll we'll figure it out we'll we have some time or we weren't full uh let me give you space and let's take our time and she's been here a while a couple things have fallen through She's been what she went to a two bedroom apartment and had zero doors on it, not a bathroom door, a bedroom door, a kitchen door, no doors. She has and she has a child, so she didn't go there. But I know she said to me today, "Can I stay for two more weeks?" She said, "I'm I have a, a house showing tomorrow, and I think I'm going to be able to get it." But she had to save her money up. She had to save up for the deposit. She didn't have uh, it's twenty eight hundred dollar deposit. Mm. Um, so I want, this was purpose of this was to say, there's a real need out there. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I might be one of the few people talking about it right now. I do, I am very aware of those, the point of impact around me, the, the land around me, the people around me. I pay a lot of attention to those people because that's why we're here. And I know some of you don't have the same goals I have or the same... Uh, way of operating but i would say go f- look in your own backyard mostly if you're in an urban area or a poor area pay attention 
The other thing is if you're a guest of a restaurant or a guest of a hotel or a business where people that have lived come out of a marginalized community work at, realize that they are probably going through a hard time. Most of them are. Too many, way too many people are going through a hard time. How do we individually have the capabilities of helping them through the gift that we have called our jobs and our income and how do we do that? Not to be an enabler, but to be by their side with them, supporting them, not just handing over money, but how can I help you find refuge? Because this refuge is a big, big name right now. So that's really what I wanted to say today, and I appreciate the opportunity to say it. I think it's, it's a great call to action, too, as well. I think the plea here is to recognize the issue and take action. This is the lifeblood of your business. This is the lifeblood, in this particular case with this property, of our city. These are the people that make it run. So if you don't think it's going to affect your world... If you don't see this as a call to action to protect the people that make you successful, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss if you can't see that yeah. and move forward with that. I, I'm going to share this. It's what you sow is what you reap. We have a hotel that is fully staffed. We have, before the pandemic, we had 208 people, and I believe now we're around 220 our business has picked up. We're not in a labor shortage. People call us all the time. How did you do it? Um, this is one of the ways we do it. But we also get blessed in abundance with business and people and market share. So people say, what's your secret? I said, the secret is we did this before the pandemic and we, we humanize our profit at what we do. That's our, that's, we say, this is pro people before profits. And the, and the profits come in abundance. More than we, we had a best last quarter of our lifetime because we had enough people on and they couldn't go anywhere else. So if you want one of our secrets, it's to take care of these people. Um, they're out there. And I can't promise you anything. I can only promise you this. I know that I'll be blessed abundantly from this. I don't expect it. I just know it's going to happen um, for some reason. This is the way life, maybe the world works. As Tony Reese would say, it's the invisible obvious to me. It's very uh, obvious that they need help. We reach in, and all of a sudden, business starts to flow. That's not why you do it. Mm -hmm. That's the bad reason to do it, because it's not authentic. Mm -hmm. but, but I am being authentic that it's, a, it's going to be bad out there. I predict that, uh, um, and I'm not a predictor. I don't, you, I've never done this before on, a, on air or somewhere else, but I am saying it's going on and it's big. And it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And we got to get our hands wrapped around it or they're going to become drug addicts. They're going to become whatever they have to sell to make, to make their living. They're going to steal. I mean, what are you going to do when you're trying to feed your kid? So we can prevent a robbery by taking care of people. We can prevent a whole lot. And these are kids. These are people that smile, that wait on you, that come to come here happy. These aren't bad people, but they're in a very, very, very bad situation. And that's pretty much what I have to say.
I would encourage anyone listening, if you have ideas, if you're doing something in your community, or you have a comment in general about this episode or any episode of Humanized Profit, I'm going to share my email with you, and I will share that feedback with Craig and Dan and the hotel. And my email is Tony, that's T-O-N-I dot Reese, R-E-E-C-E, at Hilton.com. Tony dot Reese at Hilton.com. Thank you, Craig Poole. Thank Thanks. you, Dan Hoke. And until next time, I'm Tony Reese, and this is Humanized Profit. Thanks.